one of the questions that came up very early on was, if your career gets taken away from you, who are you? That was where my sense of self-worth had come from. That is where my sense of value came from. And when everything stopped and all of those things were taken away and I was at my least productive that I had ever been, I was left with this, this question, like who really are you, Francine? Who really are you? Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back everyone to To Be Authentic. I am very excited today. I have a lovely guest, Francine Thompson. Francine is a 5-1 splenic projector. She has a defined ajna, throat, and spleen. So she's got a lot of openness. She has two channels that are defined, channel 1156, which is the channel of curiosity, a design of a seeker. And it's also the storytelling channel. So I'm really excited because we're giving Francine today a chance to tell her story. And uh, that channel is part of the collective abstract circuit. She also has the channel of uh, wavelength, which is a design of talent. That's 4816. And that's the collective logic channel, which is all about pattern recognition and looking for safety in the future. Uh, Francine is a wife and mother of two. She's also an amazing entrepreneur. She is the owner of Lux Hair Studio in Saugerties in the Hudson Valley. And today she's going to share with us her journey and how she used the work, human design, and the gene keys to transform her business, but also to create the life and relationships of her dreams. Francine, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thanks, Steez. Thanks for having and me the, on. And the first question I have for you is, how long have you been in this experience of living your human design? And how did it all start for you? Because when I think about to be authentic and the quantum way, which is the seven step process that we use here, which integrates human design, gene keys, and the work, the work came into the program for me last, whereas for you, it's how you started. So I wonder if you might just share with us what was going on in your life and how did you discover the work? It is. So uh, like so many other people, I had quite a bit of a crisis during 2020 um, going through the pandemic. It hit my career significantly. Uh, up to that point, I had been very successful. It seemed like I had the Midas touch and I was uh, growing this really beautiful salon. I had expanded. I had opened a second location. And then my industry got hit really hard. Um, there were a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs during that time with my staff. I look back now and I see that a lot of it was not personal. And I had to do some real deep digging to figure that out at the time. But I lost 15 people during that time, 15 staff members. So it it was so significant that many would have thrown in the towel. And I did close one of my locations during that time. Uh, but I had, I think I had some real spiritual support during that time. 
I think some of my some of my guides showed up and kind of helped me through, showed me the way through. And a lot of that started with um, with Byron Katie and, and, and the work and reading uh, Loving What Is. So in, in, in the midst of crisis, I was really looking for for help and I looked everywhere externally and it wasn't there. And so my my only choice was this very deep interconnection that I knew uh, that had shown up for me at different times during my life and to really go back, go inside, figure that out. And one of the questions that came up very early on was if everything, if your career gets taken away from you, who are you? And I had, I didn't have an answer for that, but I had this really deep yearning to know that um, I was somebody other than just this entrepreneur, other than just this person that showed up and worked incessantly until I was burnt out. And I had built such an identity around these things. That was where my sense of self-worth had come from. That is where my sense of value came from. And when everything stopped and all of those things were taken away and I was at my least productive that I had ever been, I was left with this, this question, like, who really are you, Francine? Who really are you? And um, sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for. Because I basically said to my higher self, like, show me. And that, that, that really sent me on a three-year quest where the work came into my life and um, human design came into my life. And even most recently, the Gene Keys came into my life. And it has been so transformative and yet so painful um, as well. So I, I do want to say that because I feel like sometimes we share our stories and it seems like we've arrived. And I certainly have not arrived. I am still in the quest and I still have very many painful days, but it's, it, it's all, um, it's all worth it. I mean, you know, I get to, I get to sit here with you. So there's, there are so many things that I, that I'm eager to respond to, even with that little bit of an opening. Is that all right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I love where you just landed about, you know, sometimes we share our journeys and it seems like we've arrived because we're doing our work, whether it's the work or human design, living our strategy and authority or gene keys monitoring our energetic frequency. There is no arriving. <laughs> there are two ways to look at it. Either there's never any arriving or we are arriving in every single moment. Mm, That's all I there love is. that. Right? Absolutely. So I... Because I, I feel often the same way, am I a fraud? Because here I am coaching people how to use these tools, yeah. and yet I'm not perfect. I find myself in shadow all the time, right? So, But I think it's really important to, to acknowledge that it is a daily it is a daily thing. There are some things that happen. I was just thinking about this the other day, that I woke up and I felt like I was in 2020 all over again. It was this really interesting emotional thing where there was another layer that was that I was healing and I was back to feeling depressed, aggravated, grumpy, feeling like a failure, feeling like um like I don't um uh like like I have no value. My self-worth was taking 
uh, a real of real hit. And I had this um, this instinct to go into my hole. And then I had to remind myself that, well, number one, these are just feelings. And then to start all over again, is this true? Is this absolutely true? Like, who would I be without this thought right now? You know, and the one thing I will say about being in the journey is that it is harder in the beginning. So now I have the tools. I It's not that I don't have those feelings, but I snap out of it quicker now, right? So it's like I get back on course quicker. And that's the thing about these practices uh, is it gives you, it really does increase your baseline, right? So that you're not always going back down. Uh, you may have those feelings, but you come back quicker. I love that. And and the way I think about it is, and and the distinction between these three tools and any other self-empowerment or self-help tools out there, to me is these are embodied practices. They are not intellectual. And that's why when you say you get yourself to a new baseline, it's because we're constantly feeling and assessing, am I in, in alignment or am I yes. not? And you can feel it in your body, whether or not you are. And so we get so much better with the muscle memory that we're developing to yes. realize when we snap out of alignment. And it's not fun there. It's very uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than actually doing dealing with the with the frustrations or whatever of of being true to who we are. Francine, I wanted to point something out for our listeners because I think it's really important how you told your story where when you lost these 15 people, like that's what was that? 75% of your staff? I mean, that was a big number. It was like 90, honestly. It was Jeez. I, I had like yeah, I only had maybe two original staff members up. And I will tell you too, that these were people that I had very deep relationships with that I had been um, working with for over a decade. Wow. So what I want to point out is you described this moment of when you found the work, and I don't know if it was in the work where you said one of those first questions was, who are you without your career? And when you described that you had a yearning that you wanted to know, which I just, I just love that. And I think that's an indicator for anyone listening that human design, the gene keys, and the work are for you. If you are yearning to know what's on the other side of your pain, like this is the place, <laughs> right? Because you're yeah. going to find what's true for you. When you said you had your identity wrapped up in your career, you had your value wrapped up in your career, I just want to point out you have undefined G. Hold on a second. I need to look at your chart. Uh, yes, you have undefined G and undefined heart or, or ego. I always toggle between what I refer to them because they sound very different to the ears, heart and ego, right? Yeah. Uh, technically it's the heart, but, but energetically it is the ego. And I was just thinking, how do you not take that personally? And how did, were there things about the practice of the work that were that brought you certain ahas when you were going through to separate yourself from the circumstances that you were facing, especially with these people who were beloved, like these were beloved people in your life. Um, how how did you recover from that? Really, I mean, how did you recover from that? Well, it, I almost, I feel like I almost didn't. Um, I 
it was a really sad time in my life and it was beyond the financial aspect of it. It was so relational. I had, I, I had gone through, um, a divorce, um, you know, 10 years ago. And that was very sad for me, right? It was very emotional. And I remember telling people that it felt like I was going through that heartbreak like 15 times over. And that sounds extreme. I don't, there was a lot of that where some, you know, people were like, how can you compare the two? And it, it did feel that extreme to me at the time, because these were people that I was invested in. These are people that knew me. These are people that I knew. I was at their baby showers, their weddings. I knew their husbands. I would invite them to special events. It, it wasn't, we hung out on the weekends, you know, it was beyond um, it just an employee sort of relationship. And, you know, some people would correct that and say, well, that's not the way you run a business, but I can't help it. That's the way that I run a business. And I can't help being personally invested with people. And I, for a while, I carried some guilt and shame about that. Like I wanted, I thought the, the reason why I was in so much pain was because I put myself in that situation and I needed to n not be so warm and open with people. And then I just realized that that, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. That's not that's not in alignment for me. Um, I'd rather take the risk and and have a deep, meaningful relationship with somebody. All relationships are risks at the end of the day, you know? And so when, when that happened, it felt like I was going through 15 breakups because what I realize now that I don't think I understood them, but the work really did help to bring some of this to the surface is when somebody needs to move on, if they're not emotionally mature enough, meaning that they don't have a deep connection with their center. Um, oftentimes it becomes easier for them to find an excuse or a reason in the 3D physical world. And oftentimes you're the easiest as a, as a boss, as an employer, you're the easiest target. What that means is that for somebody to leave me often, you know, and maybe to move on into what's more in alignment for them. A lot of times what that looks like is them finding a reason in me that makes them move on or in my business or in, 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 does that make sense in my company? Right? So there is, it's hard not to take that personally when you're having a thousand daggers thrown at you. But if you can see that that is just a facade for what's really going on, it's just an excuse. Right. And so what helped me get there was really asking myself in every moment. I mean, and I was dodging darts daily at that time. You know, when when an insult will be thrown at me, it was, is that true? Is that really true? Is that absolutely true? Is there another way to look at this? Is maybe, you know, what they're what they're saying, where is that coming from? Dig a little bit deeper. So it was this constant questioning. I mean, almost to the point of exhaustion where where every single thing that that happened, I had to question very, very deeply to find out what the source of it was so that I didn't take it personally. Um, and, you know, and looking back now, once the dust has has settled, a lot of things become more clear. Um, and, and I was really able to let a lot of that go. Yeah. Wow, that is so good. So before we transition to how you entered the world of human design, I want to point out what I love about the work. And really, each of these tools does the same thing, but the work is 
is unforgiving about it in the sense that this is about personal accountability. It's never about the other person's story. So I love where you have taken us, Francine, because it's so honest. And I feel like going back to something you said earlier, when we just show the edited versions of how it's all working for us, it it feels like there's nothing in it for people who are not at that place. They're actually at the place where they're looking for something to help them move through a difficult moment. So the fact that you give texture and context to the challenge that you experienced, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners will. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the role of personal accountability that the work requires. Because I personally find this transformative because it means, for me, it just means we have to recognize our own story and and let go of any of anyone else's. But go ahead, tell me how you understand it. Yeah. That's such a good question. Uh, because it was that was that was a time when I was could have very easily fallen into the blame game and and had been there, you know, I had been there for a long time. And it doesn't even matter. It's not not even about who I'm blaming. I could be blaming myself, but it was this sort of uh you know, everybody, I'm the victim. I'm the victim of my circumstances. Let's say I'm the victim of, of, of the, the pandemic. I'm, I'm the victim of, of all of these people that decided to do all of these nasty things. Um, and I, th- I think it was around then maybe a little prior to then that I was introduced to the phrase that this was happening for me. And that made me want to punch somebody in the face, honestly, when I was going through <laughs> it, because nobody wants to hear when you're like at your darkest hour, right? You're like in the dark night of the soul. And they're like, girlfriend, this is happening for you. You're like, okay, like deep breath. Because because it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel good. I mean, it was one of the worst things that I had ever encountered. So even looking back now, I sometimes am like, all right, I'm glad I'm glad where I'm at, right? I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy where it brought me. I'm happy about all the wisdom, the knowledge and stuff. Could I have gotten here without having experienced that? Because that was so shitty, you know? It was just, it was just not fun to go through it. So, and 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 even still, you know, I, I still, like I said, I still feel like on some levels, I am still going through it and in, in certain aspects. Uh, so, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's what I have to tell myself that, like, I have to allow myself to be okay with that, you know, that this is, I'm still in the process. Uh, But as far as a personal accountability goes, that was the only thing that got me to move forward, Stace. Like it's, it was, it was the thing uh, because it made me step back into my power and it made me be able to take, it allowed for me to be able to take control of the situation, even if my control was the the choice to surrender. Right. Even if, if even if it meant that I was choosing to <laughs> let go, let go, you know, like, like give it over sort of thing. Um, that that was still my choice. I, I got to choose whether or not to hold on to the bitterness. I got to choose whether or not to hold on to the pain and the unforgiveness, all that resentment and stuff. And and so that that was really what the work allowed for me to do is to, to make a different choice. To that, take that's back freedom. your power. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful to, to really realize what's my role in this. Because the part of the work that you didn't talk about when you were going through the questions earlier is, and for people who aren't familiar with the work, and we'll put links in the show notes, is the part where you turn it all around. Yes. <laughs> you realize, oh, wait, everything that I am projecting on the other mm-hmm. is actually the stuff I need to work on in myself. And yeah. you, can't, you can't unsee that. You can't unsee it. And that's when you feel like, Oh, but I can change that. And that's where the power comes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, um, the fact that I knew that I was moving forward into a better version of myself, I think that was incredibly empowering too. And, and before we move to human design, uh, and how you met that and how that changed your life, I, um, I just wanted to comment on, I think it's beautiful that you love, I feel like I'm going to make myself cry that you love so deeply and without limits and that you bring that into your, your work. And that's, this is a message about to be authentic, which is we only have one face and is, isn't it exhausting trying to be a different person, right? For different contexts, right? This is my work face. This is my boss face. This is my family face. This is my, I'm a really good Samaritan face. This like, no, it's one face, right? Yes. And then the last part is I heard this recently from my business partner, Tara. Grief is love with nowhere to go. Yes, I heard Isn't that. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, it's so beautiful. And so it's love. You're just feeling love. That's, That's it. it. So beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so tell us now. Like, So you, you were in this lowest of the lows, darkest hour, the universe is working for you. <laughs> yeah, right. How did you get to human design? Because that's a pretty big leap, right? From the simple inquiry to this system yeah. that is kind of all knowing about you and only you. Okay. So I was I actually was enrolled in a program in 2021 when I realized that I kind of had to get my spiritual shit together and and it makes some, makes some changes, right? So I had enrolled in Catherine Zanchina's program. It's a manifestation program. And she actually does such a wonderful job at making it really palatable, like breaking it all down. It happened over the course of like, I think it was an eight month program. And one of the modules was on human design and i just went down that rabbit hole because it spoke to me and i related to it so much and for the first time i felt very seen and i think this is what a lot of people experience when they come into human design is they're they all of a sudden get answers for all of their questions like why why do i always feel different in this area why do i always operate or communicate or um i see these patterns kind of showing up in my in my life always why does that happen and then you you start reading about your human design and you're like oh well that's why so it's this real acceptance of who you are and it's not only like an acceptance like um well, I guess this is all, this is who I am sort of thing. It's, it's a celebration. You know, you kind of walk oh, into when, you, when, when, you know, when, when you, when you learn your human design, you really start to dig in deep. It feels like somebody is recognizing you, seeing you and celebrating 
your, your, your true self. It's a great feeling. Well, well, I have a question. Did you, when, when you met your human design, did that give you any immediate answers for what had just happened? Like, did it put that in a new framework for you? Tell us about that. So I will say personally for me, it freed me up to uh, work with my, with my personal energy that I was always working against. So that was my first thing is like working with my, my type and my, my strategy and my authority and, and really honing in on those things. And it really started with me. But the one thing that started immediately was that I stopped judging everyone around me based on the black and white concepts that I thought that the and ideas and 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 in boxes really that I had made for everybody in my world. And so immediately I had so much more acceptance for the 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 people that they were, how they showed up, how they acted, a lot less criticism on my part. And I immediately started treating my my staff and my family differently, not knowing what their human design was, but allowing space for them just to show up differently. Wow. Okay. So, so tell me what were the responses? How did things change in the salon? So now you're in a new space, right? New people, I'm guessing, but tell us how that worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was such a wonderful feeling to get rid of just obnoxious, uh, trivial rules. Honestly, that's what it came down to. That's how it transformed my business was that I had a very, I'm a very like structured person in general when it comes to business. And I I kind of like rules. I like rules. It makes me feel safe. But what I realized was that was, was I was making rules because I was insecure because I, it made me feel uh, safe to have all these rules. It it made me feel like I could predict my future to have rules, to have all these really stringent systems in place. And when I realized that not everybody can operate within the same system to the best of their ability, right? So I wasn't going to see the, the most productivity. I wasn't going to see the best talent. I wasn't going to actually be able to give people the freedom to express their creative genius unless I allowed for them to work within their own design, that's when I realized that the rules were working against me. So I threw a lot of stuff out the windows, anything that wasn't going to um, hurt somebody or or the business, right? So that, those are my two kind of like guideposts. Uh, like, is it gonna hurt somebody, uh, a staff member, a family member, or is it, and I'm, I'm talking mainly about my career at this point, because that's kind of where we transition, but inside of my business, I said, is it going to hurt somebody? Is it going to hurt the business? Is it going to cause financial, uh, you know, some point of financial discrepancy? Um, and and if it wasn't, then I, I got rid of it. I got rid of the rule. I got rid of the those, the policy, got rid of the, the that whatever that was that was uh, keeping people um, kind of tied down. Um, I created a lot more freedom for my staff. And yeah. for you, it sounds like. Or no. It was scary in the beginning. Yeah. I just knew well, I you have all do this it. openness. You have all this openness, Francine. So when you said, Oh, I I I I'm very structured about business, I, I think of you as being disciplined about business. And I think the structure was this 
this way you were trying to protect, I think all the openness in your design, if I'm to look at your chart, it's like, oh, let me put, let me, let me see if I can control any, um, uh, unintended consequences or any unforeseen circumstances so that I can, I can know what the future will be. And, and getting, what a great act to look at, to, to look at all those rules through a different lens and say, let it, if there was still structure in how you looked at that, those rules to be able to discard or keep, but it was much more fluid. And and where's your salon now? And like, how did that change the experience in your salon? How did it change your experience as a salon owner? In, if you were to compare and contrast your life with this new set of non-rules or limited rules to the former more structured uh, situation you were in. I have such an amazing staff. I think they were handpicked by God. I I really am thankful for them every single day. I have, you know, it's been, we're celebrating our 15 year anniversary this month. And this, the past three years have been, um, I thought that things were great before and I had no idea what I was tolerating. And now I have this, it's just so supportive and sounds so cliche, but there's just no drama, right? There's just no, there's no tension. There's that pulling is just not there. It's cohesive. Everybody wants to be happy. Uh, Everybody is happy for the most part. If there's an issue, we're very, very communicative about it. I get, they talk to me directly. They don't talk to each other behind my back. Uh, We come up with creative solutions. I just did a audit for the past year, and I'm going to share this because I'm very proud of it. I have been able to, and this is this is a byproduct of allowing every single person to fully show up authentically as themselves, is I have increased our profits by 50%. And wow. I knew I knew that things were um, things felt. I knew I was I knew I was working smarter. I knew this felt this whole this human design applied to business is so interesting to me because it does really allow for your business to flourish when every single person is allowed to, to authentically show up in their own design. And, and when you sort of trust, I know this sounds so counterintuitive when it comes to business, but when you really do have a deep sense of trust for what, where the universe is, is bringing you in terms of, this person leaves. So you, you know, you, you wish them well, this person wants to come, but it doesn't, it doesn't jive. It doesn't feel right. And somehow the universe protects you from bringing on, you know, bringing somebody on who knows why. So when we're just in this dance with the universe, there's that feminine energy showing up, right? Because businesses can be so masculine. And that's, I was really coming from that energy of trying to control hustle, you know, um, just, just design, you know, be, be in control of everything. So like kind of like predict everything that was going to happen. And, uh, that's how I ran the business for over a decade. And when I softened up and I let some of that feminine energy in where I trust more and I allow more, um, that's when everything really started to change. And to, you know, the, the most significant part of that is that it changed my bank account significantly. Yeah. So I can show up in a much better way for, for my staff now financially because, because of that. So I know we're running out of time. 
But let's hear about the Gene Keys and how is that coming in to further transform your business as a salon owner, as a stylist, however, however you want to talk about it, wherever you want to take this. So the Gene Keys, when I was introduced to the Gene Keys, it did answer a lot of questions for me. I started with the activation sequence. And so I was introduced to um, my life's purpose, uh, the, the sphere of life's purpose. And that was the the 59. And so for, for me, the way that that has shown up, the shadow of that is dishonesty. And the, you know, the gift is intimacy and the city is transparency. So I, uh, I looked at that and I was, I didn't make a lot of sense at first, right? It's so funny how these things, after you contemplate them, how they start to unravel for you. And so I, I was, you know, I thought I'm a pretty honest person. I didn't, I don't, I don't like to go around lying to everybody, but it's, it's not about that. That's not that it was just, that's just a word, you know, and the, the energy behind it is what is so interesting. The energy behind this sort of like keeping things in the, in the shadow uh, keeping things, uh, hidden out of shame, out of guilt, out of um, wanting to show up in a certain way. Um, I'm not deceiving people necessarily, right? It was more of a um, protective element, right? I protect people from things. So mm -hmm. what I see throughout my life with, with the Gene Keys is that when I am not in that that role of trying to protect everyone in my life from bad stuff. Uh, and, I, and I transmute that and I step into openness, um, intimacy, transparency. That's when everything, all, all the um, unnecessary pillars that I've built crumble. <laughs> and it really does bring me closer to genuine love and satisfaction um, and success in my life. So these are a lot of words, but like, what does that look like in my business? I have, and this is something that I coach other salon owners to do and other business owners to do. I, I, I try to, as much as possible, sit on the same side of the table as my team. And then mm -hmm. I also do this in my relationships. So it's it's a little bit more than empathy. It is empathy. It's like I want to I want to feel what you're feeling, but not because I want to feel sad or I want to feel frustrated or want to it's because I want to I want to help you out of it. You know, I want to I want to show you that I care but not because I want to sit in your sorrow with you. I want to show you that I care because we're going to do something about it. We're going to fix this. My line is the fixer. So that's, that's where that comes in. That's where, that's where I'm coming from. So in all of my relationships, but when it's applied to business, it's what it looks like for me. And this can be really uncomfortable for some people is I will, I will open up my books to my staff. I will spend a lot of time. Um, uh, I will spend a lot of time in, in conversation with them. Um, I, I find that they feel very safe when they know where I'm going and I'm informing them ahead of time. Um, 
I know that goes against a lot of the way a lot of people run businesses because it's like a, you know, keep them in a need to know kind of relationship. And why, why should I tell them all these things? Well, guess what? They're people. And they, they do deserve to know that the safety of their career, that the safety, they have some job security. They know where you're going. You're the captain of the ship. It's like every once in a while, it's nice to, to, uh, you know, have a chat about where the ship is going. So there's a lot of honesty that uh, I have brought into my business relationships and, and, and my home relationships and my, my friendship relationships, right? I mean, my relationship with my kids and my husband has changed dramatically because of uh, this work, because of uh, human design and the gene keys. And the way I show with them. Can you, do you want to add anything to that? Any, any specific details or Well, it's or... interesting with children, right? Because they are, they are open books and they are absolutely ready to um, soak it all in. So my son is a projector like me. So I really see where he's coming from. And my daughter is a generator and it just, it just has allowed for me to nurture them, I think, in the way that they need to be nurtured. So I I have a very kind of like hands-off approach when it comes to parenting because I really see them as these little souls that have their own journey to go on. And I don't want to step in and interfere in that. Uh, you know, I obviously I want to keep them safe. I want to give them the support that they need. Um, but I want them to feel like they are whole that they are perfect, that they don't need to change who they are. I want them to be in complete acceptance of themselves. And I think that really they're, they're modeling my reactions to them a lot of times. So when my projector son, who also is very, he's a splenic authority. So he, he can show up sometimes with some anxiety. And I, I know that, I know that feeling, you know, like he shows up because he wants to keep everybody in the room safe. He, he does kind of know, he knows, I mean, at the end of the day, he kind of knows more than half most of the people in the room, even the adults. He's very smart <laughs> and he sees danger a mile away. You know, he is that wow. primal um, spleen that's, you know, kind of waiting for the lion to jump out of the bushes. And that's been my work with him is, you know, let's let's develop this a little bit more so you're not so reactive to it. I mean, he's only mm. nine and a half. So uh Imagine parenting from this place, though. You know, I'm not I don't see that as a flaw. I see that as a great strength and something that he's learning about himself. Um, so and you're coaching him and you're going to raise him in an environment where he knows what it means to be recognized and seen as a projector, yes. where he's yes. never going to confuse himself with his generator sister or having to summon up energy that's not there for him. Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's brilliant. I think this is the real gift of human design in families for for young parents, you know, parents and for healing of older siblings, older parents, older, you know, it's it's so helpful to again echo what you said before that you the what you brought to your salon, giving people space to be who they naturally uniquely are, even if they're yes. operating and showing up out of alignment. You don't need to get involved in that, but um, you also don't need to engage it and you don't need to accommodate it, but you're giving people the space to to live in alignment with what works for them. 
Exactly. And, and for children, it's so simple because I can ask my, my daughter, um, you know, I don't say, what do you want to wear today? I give her choices so that she can react uh, from her gut really and, and let me know, you know, what lights are up. And, and it really cuts down on our time in the morning. <laughs> the um, daughter is the generator. I just have the to daughter repeat is the generator. For... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and and my husband, response. my husband does not know, uh, you know, a lot of this human design, but it has immensely helped me. And, you know, he's, he's emotional authority. So sometimes I just have to wait out a wave, <laughs> you know, wow. and, and it's so, it's so great because even on that surface level, it's life changing. Yeah. Francine, you've been so generous with your time and the story I, I think is so fascinating and there's so many juicy bits for so many different aspects of life. A couple of things I just wanted to echo. One is the theme of effortlessness keeps coming up for me in listening to your story, that once you lend yourself to the work, human design, the gene keys, and really honor who you are and live that every day, uh, there's a, this, this ease that seems to come into your life. It can't help it right? And into your relationships. So any final comments? This has been such a, such a joy to hang out with you today. And you have such an interesting story and journey. And uh, I'd love to know, is there any, any last words of wisdom for the listeners that you want to leave people with uh, that they should really commit to memory or that they should know about what this world offers if they have, if they are not already in it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I would say that if you are going through or in a dark spot, you can feel like you want to punch me in the face for saying this, but it is really <laughs> happening for you. It's if you are open to where the universe is taking you, where source is taking you, where God is taking you on this journey and you're committed to living the highest version of your life here while you're here, these things do happen for us. Um, and the tools like the work, like human design, like the gene keys, um, are invaluable in helping us expedite that process and live more fully in our gifts, live more fully in alignment. They take the guesswork out of it. And I think that's really what it is. It's like when you can tap into your design and fully accept it, fully embrace it, um, you stop questioning things. There's certainty about life. When was the last time you felt certain? Get into human design and that feeling shows up for you so consistently. Um, imagine going uh, into a situation and needing to make a decision and knowing that you'll have the answer provided for you just because you are in, in tune with your human design. I mean, it really doesn't get much better than, than that. So I, I would say jump in as soon as possible because not only do you have nothing to lose, but you have everything to gain out of this process, everything.
it's life-changing. Oh, that is so good. And I just have to say, this is, I love what you've, the message that we're wrapping up with, because again, you have undefined G or identity and undefined ego. And what you just said, this is a perfect example of what it means to have a healthy, undefined center with your identity and your ego. This is what it is. It's like, I have nothing to prove. I follow my strategy and authority. I, I am guided and I trust that. And I, it's, it's beautiful. And I stop questioning. I stop doubting myself. Like to me, that is the center. And look at you, look at, you're radiant, you're radiant. And to me, that's the big payoff, right? You're radiant. (laughs) You know, thank you, Francine, so much. This has been so lovely. And I just adore you. And I can't wait till the next time we check in. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys, and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile. While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter.